The smartest guys around are about to break it down like they've won the game a million times. Well, actually, they didn't really win the game at all. Survivor, no way to That's right. The Survivor Know-It-Alls are back for Woo! our first vote of the merge, baby. And here wow, we are. Two votes. Two votes for the merge. And then we're back together here after a week apart. Here he wow. is. It's Stephen Fishback. Stephen, how are you? I'm well. Uh, Hollywood Rob Sesternino has just back. Uh, from, I have uh, it on good authority that I was me. nowhere near Hollywood uh, last week. <laughs> Many yeah. people told me. Yeah. Hobnobbing with the Brea Glitterati. Mm -hmm. Oh, look, it's Caleb. Oh, look, it's whoever else was there. Probably someone else cool. Uh, there's a lot of costumes there. Yeah. Um, I were a little late today, starting a little late. And that is because I, Rob, big news, just had my first ever parent teacher conference. Parent teacher conference. Extremely fun. They're going to say colonoscopy. <laughs> That's next year. That's 45. Next year. That's yeah. your, your, that's mm -hmm. your. Survivor era. 40. Survive. Does Survivor need a colonoscopy at age 45? <laughs> yeah. Remove all of the excess feces from the show. Yes. Um, I like all the extra. Actually, it's all the extra feces that is doing really well. This extra mm -hmm. 30 minutes. Is yeah. Not all right. Feces. Good report uh, anyway, for Margo. Great. It was great. Um, it's so fun hearing all like all the great ways your kid is great. That's wonderful. Yeah. Do they have like an adult chair for you to sit in or do you have to sit in like the little kid's chair? I think the chairs were normal. So, I mean, we're so I'm so used to sitting in kids' chairs now. I honestly probably couldn't tell the difference. Mm -hmm. I'm always at our little activity table. Yeah. Okay. Well, uh, happy to hear that yeah. uh, it runs in the family. Uh, good students uh, across the board. So yeah. happy to have you back here. Missed you last week. I'm happy week. to be back. You know, yeah. Thanks for the invitation. I know you were so fired up. You were texting me all about the episode. It's not like Steven checks out on the weeks that uh, we're not together. Oh my gosh. Well, yeah, I truly, I was like, I was bummed to not be in Brea just for that moment. Like what an epic, extremely, like truly like one of the most exciting moments in the show's history. Like not one of the biggest plays, whatever, like, you know, a lot of debate on the internet. Was this a big play or was it just a big moment? It was a great moment. It was so fun. Like I was actually screaming on my television. Um, I can't even imagine how electric the room must've been there uh, with you and, and, you know, 83,000 people. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, that was an exciting one. Uh, it was an exciting night last night to have two separate tribal councils. And ultimately, it's final destination for Caleb uh, that, you know, you can cheat death once, but eventually yeah. it's coming for you. That's probably true of most of us. Mm -hmm. um, not all, not me, but the rest of you. Yeah. Um, yeah. The, um, yeah, a very fun episode. I I mean, obviously, you know, we've talked about it before, the 90 minutes. It's just, like, so fun just knowing kind of where everybody is. Knowing, every, like, you just get a little bit of a snapshot of almost every player on the beach, and you really get a sense of kind of where they are. And and it just makes these these decisions feel so alive and textured rather than um, 
less alive and less textured. Yeah. Okay. Well, we had last night after the episode, uh, your friend of mine, Kelly Wentworth, joined me mm. for the post game show. Uh, so we got into that and, uh, you know, got to talk to her about uh, after so many votes got canceled last week. Um, Steve, can I just share something with you uh, from yeah. the Facebook group that's yeah. uh, left me smiling uh, this oh. week? So I think that Kelly had shared on TikTok about her idol play or somebody else had recently shared that. Uh, and this was something that was grabbed in our uh, patron off topic Facebook. Oh, I actually group. might have seen this. Yes, yeah. you saw this <laughs> that, that uh, Bobby, For uh, Bobby Ford uh, shared. Uh, about how I have to share this uh, with uh, some of my uh, Survivor fans that are also Swifty. The TikTok video of Wentworth's Idol Play in 31 came up on my For You page, and the top comment is about how Jack Antonoff is pressed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I've gotten Jack Antonoff before, uh, and also Josh Groban a lot. I get, I get sometimes, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Pete Townsend's so a lot of musicians. Yeah. Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so, when you look like me, you don't become an actor. You know, it's like you got to go if you if you've got a talent, you know, you go into music. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that one did make me smile. And so anyway, Kelly was with me last night to talk about the episode. We had a lot of fun. And then we had a double exit interview here today with uh, Sifu and then Caleb. Uh, that should be out for people to listen to and check out uh, the podcast and on YouTube. So, Stephen, let me get your reactions to Split Tribal Council at 12. Mm. Yeah. I mean, I... Uh, I thought that we got such a great, fun vote. I was not mad at it. I think you probably were not mad at it. I'm going to guess. Uh, I know you. Want, we all want the like big votes, but I think more people is better, right? Because like it just becomes like there's more play. And like six and six, there, or sorry, yeah, six and six, there's like more permutations and more um, kind of interesting dynamics than five and five when, you know, you just, you need to get a three-person majority and then you're good. But here there was a lot of questions about, you know, is it, what if it's a tie? What if it's uh, goes to rocks? And that adds a lot of fun, I think, to the to the split. Um, it was really interesting that the way they split, because I feel like typically when we've had these splits, there's been a you know big majority in at least one of the groups. And here last night, both of the tribes were basically evenly split along mm -hmm. tribe lines. Obviously, you know, Emily and Caleb, not you know, but in terms of where their kind of loyalties lay, there really were. Um, these really were like both up in the air decisions the same. Yeah, I do like this better at six and six because I feel like then what they did in Survivor 44 that we really liked was that once we got to the final 10, we let the players play. OK, it's yeah. like, OK, we got to the final 10 now. OK, it's Survivor. Let's go. Yeah. Um, in season 44, uh, uh, because of the medical evacuation with Matthew, um, we ultimately ended up having to do um, that. They did this twist at 11 um, and basically then just said one of the groups was immune. Uh, so they didn't try to do it at 10 because in the, the first seasons of the new era that they did it at 10. And then so basically we lose final 10 and final nine as votes of the season. And so right. I, I do like hopefully that once again, we will have like normal votes at 10, 9, 8, 7, 6 uh, and then five. And then ultimately then we get to our final four fire making. I mean, I do think, you know, with the Caleb of it all, like, I think a, a big tribe vote would have given him a lot more room to play. Yeah. And that would have been fun to see. And I, I know I, I saw, you know, in his interviews, he was talking a little bit about that, where like he kind of want, you know, he thought that he could pull enough numbers to have the majority. And I also think, you know, 
so much of the question with these split tribe votes is who is going to piss the fewest people off back home, right? Like when we get back to camp, who am I going to, who can I vote out while having the fewest repercussions when we come together? And so Caleb, I think, you know, as I think D or Julie explicitly said, was an easier target simply because, hey, everyone just voted for him. No one is going to be that mad if we follow through and run it again. And I think if it was a full 12, I am optimistic that maybe there would have been more leeway for him to get a group together and also, you know, this for more targets to emerge. Yeah. Um, yeah. This is something I've talked about like, with Evie when they were playing in Survivor 41. They had won. They didn't play the shot in the dark. They won immunity at the final 11. And then uh, they felt like, OK, I'm in a good spot now coming into this next round. I got things going. And then you have the tribe split. And then it was ultimately the reason why they end up going home uh, there where they end up uh, split with like Liana and Danny and Deshaun. And it's like, OK, right. well, that's it. But, you know, it's going to be bad for somebody. I generally don't mind this twist uh, that they end up doing. I know that people don't really like that. OK, we do mergatory and now we're merged and now we're splitting up again. Does that bother you? Not really, honestly. I mean, I, I actually don't mind the mergatory vote. Um, I think that like the fact that it limits the options is makes it both easier for the viewers Um and, you know, because like, OK, there's between these six choices, like when it's between 13 people, like, yeah, I can't. It's, but can't I think they track. could do more to say, OK, it's these six people. Like, I feel yeah. like I, I don't know if they right, instead of like these two people or whatever. Yeah. Like maybe the, they um, could wear like a like a special like uh, <laughs> like idiot. Show, like uh, I'm, I'm eligible penny or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, the dunce of Shane crown. of dunce. Cap yes. Of wear Shane. dunce cap the rest of the day. So we know um, that you're one of the six people. Yeah, it is. It is. But I also think like just from a pure gameplay perspective, I actually think it's probably easier for the players um, when there are only six people. I mean, I, I've I would said this on Twitter, but I remember the merge in Cambodia. Did, I didn't say this here on the podcast, did I? Oh, my gosh. i sorry. I didn't sleep. Very I mean, much probably one of the years. Um, yeah. Yeah. But there was 13 people and it's like mm -hmm. it was so chaotic that it was not strategic. Yeah. Right? It was just random. It was like spin the wheel and cast. Um, whereas with it, if it's just six then suddenly you know, even for the players, there's a little bit more of an opportunity to actually play the game. So I, I think in that capacity, like it's actually more strategic. Um, yeah. And I don't mind the split. Honestly, it's, it's, uh, it's the, the problem yeah. is like, you, you would think that the split would lead to bigger moves. You know, there's an opportunity for there to be somewhat of a reversal of who's the dominant faction, but because the game is so chaotic now, there's no dominant faction. It doesn't seem. And, and we've mostly seen conservative votes in, I mean, for reasons we were just talking about, right? We've, um, where it's, you want, you don't want to get people mad at you. You just want to like do the easy thing and then go back to the group. So we've, we've like both, you know, Sifu and Caleb were sort of like already kind of agreed on votes. And I think that's almost always been the case, mm -hmm. right? With these sort of split groups is that, you I mean, you were just talking about Evie, where it becomes the person who everyone sort of already agreed on anyway. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that, you know, Survivor, I think, feels like, oh, we're keeping people on their toes. Right. There's nowhere to hide. We like small votes. But at the same time, it's a show that also really wants to try to help out the people who are their threats. I feel like that that's the whole reason why uh, there's idols and that's why that there's a final four fire making, because they do want to do what they can to try to help out the people that are the big threats. 
I don't know if they've sort of like done the crunch the numbers like, oh, these split tribal councils actually really hurt the players that we yeah. generally like to see do well, the people who are the big threats in the game. Right. I mean, because intuitively you'd think, oh, mixing it up, there's a chance for uh, Minority Alliance to flip it on the majority. But I mean, in, in reality, that's that's not what has happened so far. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, because you are down in the numbers. I mean, you could mix it up a different way and it's random. But chances are like the people that are in the minority are going to stay in the minority. I mean, you kind of had that in season 43 where there's the flip that ends up happening. And, you know, James Jones also got pretty unlucky there where yeah. he's in like a big alliance, but then ultimately flips with right. Owen and Noel and Sammy and they end up flipping it around on him. But generally, like if you're in the numbers, you're going to stay in the numbers when you split it into uh, two groups. Yeah. Yeah. Um, very true. OK. I want to talk to you about what I think is kind of the big question of the day. And, uh, you know, I think I know where you stand from uh, yeah. the spoilers on your uh, Twitter account, <laughs> which I like to read. No spoilers. It's like, no, I mean, I know, but I, I know how you feel about a thing yeah, yeah. Uh, before we spoilers do the podcast. Yeah. Spoilers. Listen, now, I mean, now that I'm not podcasting right at the show, I got to get out there. I got to get out there fast with my takes. That's fine. Uh, so, okay. Katora. She yeah. is at this tribal council and uh, she has the chance to tie it up and go to uh, rocks and potentially try to get Austin to flip or to vote with the Reba people. You, I got the sense, felt like that she made the correct call to not force a tie vote. And I think that's good, the consensus opinion now, right? That, you know, on the one hand, we were all disappointed that Caleb went home. Mm -hmm. And of course the tradition, I mean, we've talked a lot in the past about how it's like the group that's willing to go to rocks that is going to be the dominant force in the game. I don't know if that's true anymore for the new season. And speaking as someone who has been digested by a new season winner, you know, I feel like I have a lot of insight into the new, the ways things are going. Somebody, um, who, oh, oh, Mary. Okay, got Mary it. So I was like, yeah. you mean digested? Yeah. Yeah. She's, Mary she's, like, been, I, yes. I really feel like I've, you know, I've got- And like, you've come out the got, other side of it and now you have a newfound <laughs> understanding. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know, it's no longer a game where if you have this like tight group that's willing to like force your way to the end, that you're necessarily going to be in that dominant position simply because it keeps on switching, yeah. because the game is so random. Um, I, I've referred now probably a hundred times to this, that tweet that I love about how like the goal of new season survivor is just to like survive the twists week to week and then be like the most likable person at the end. So first of all, I think that decreases the virtue of um, going to rocks. And second of all, it definitely decreases the virtue of putting your own game on the line um, for an alliance that probably, you know, may not be together in, in, uh, in, in three days. Yeah. I kind of liked the idea of going along with it because I felt like that Katora did have like the escape hatch of switching her vote at the first tie where if it doesn't seem like Austin is willing to switch, then I think she always had like sort of like the parachute. Like, I, I don't think that then if she goes, switches and Austin switches. Then, yeah, then, but then going to like I think you can tell if he's going to switch or not. Like, I, I, I don't yeah. think that that would be a very likely scenario. Like, I guess that there is kind of the supposition that we're kind of taking Jake's word for it that, okay, Austin, he's chicken. I'll get him to flip. Duh, I feel good about that. If Katora is, and the problem is we didn't get to see the conversations that Katora was having with Reba. So we don't know if they offered her something. We don't know if they said, Hey, Katora, like there's a home with us. We hate Bruce. Like where come, come, come join, come work with us. We're taking out all the bellow people. We're good. 
you know, it's hard for us without that kind of information. But I felt like that because we know Bruce is standing and we know that there are more people from Bello that feel similar to Katora, that it's not like that. I think maybe in Katora's mind, she might have thought, wait, everybody's working with Bruce and I'm on the bottom. Like, it's not really that. It's like Bruce is on the bottom. I don't know exactly. I asked Caleb about this in the exit interview, but, like, but why didn't you tell Katora about the idol? And he said that, you know, it happened right before they left for the merge. And he was so concerned with being on the bottom. And he ultimately was more afraid that that maybe she might use it to put a target on him. That's why uh, that he didn't tell her about it earlier. But I just feel like that there were people at Bello that said, like, hey, we're all we're all in this together. Like, or we're going to we're going to flush Bruce's idol. Stick with us. Um I guess she did not feel like that that was uh, the the right way to go. Maybe there were other issues at Bello that we didn't get to see. But the part that was missing for me was just that I didn't really get to see what what Reba was offering her. Like blindly, it feels like that they, maybe she had more of a home at Bello than to, uh, you know, uh, get rid of Caleb when she had the opportunity to go go with the rocks draw. And then if it's not going good, she always had the escape hatch. And I feel like that they would have like, still welcomed her back. Like Reba yeah, would have I mean, been excited to have her flip. Uh, and, like, and, and, and Caleb's defense, it was two days, right? <laughs> we're talking about, we're not, it's not like he kept this information from her for like a week, which is like two days and two of the most chaotic days in Survivor. And certainly for Caleb, two of the most chaotic days in Survivor. So he could be forgiven for not having mentioned this before. I disagree with you though. I do think that, you know, you're saying like, we don't know what Reba offered her. You know, she could go to rocks. This is her home. And everyone's telling her that Bruce is on the bottom and no, everyone wants to vote Bruce. People tell you a lot of things and everyone always is telling you the things you want to hear. But when someone comes with con a, like proof that they've lied to you, you know, to know that the people who you're sort of about to potentially mm -hmm. risk your game on have definitely lied to you and are admitting they've lied to you because they want you for this one self-serving vote, you know, to me, it's like, yeah, you, you've told me, oh, I really want Bruce gone. But meanwhile, not only were you lying to me, you were like making a fool of me. You had this like big show about yeah. how you were like looking for your ring and like you were clowning it up for the cameras. And I'm the, I'm everyone knew but me. Everyone knew but me. Like, of course you feel betrayed by that. And like, you know, I think abstractly still, like if it was like, you know, if I have to Bellows four versus Rebus three, yeah, I'll stick with the Bellow four you know, versus jump ship and make it a read before. But when it really rocks and your game is on the line and like, yeah, like maybe we can suss out if Austin is going to flip or not, but you don't really know, right? I mean, you don't really, really know. And to go to, what is it? Like a 30% chance that you're going to go home because of, um, you know, these people See, in my mind, to. it's a 0% chance that Katura goes home because I feel like that she goes, she goes to the rock draw. And if it's like, if Austin's like, no, I'm in. And she's like, you know what? Okay, check, please. Uh, but then gonna... Austin could make a split, you know, then you don't know. Like Austin in the voting booth makes like, oh, you know, I don't want to risk this. And then and then she in the voting booth makes the opposite choice. There's too much that can go wrong. I, I think point. you could lock it down. Like, hey, I am going, let's trust me. I am going to vote. I'm, vote I'm voting with you. Don't don't flip your vote. Okay. Like, uh, you know, what is that? A trick? I don't know. I mean, I, I look, I hear you. I hear you. I just like, it's it's like, there's too much variance. I I think an old era survivor, I'm a hundred percent, you know, before season 41, definitely the wrong, the wrong choice, but like, yeah. not only, I almost I feel like the, to put it in poker terms. And and again, um, this is, you would know more about this, but it's like, you know, if I'm Katora, like, I think I want to see the flop here, you know, uh, like, okay, let me, let me stay in. Okay. Let me put my vote on Julie. 
And it's like, eh, I don't like how this, okay, I'm going to fold. Okay. But then she's definitely pissing off Julie, you know, like then, I mean, like, and we can see that Dee and Julie, like, don't take kindly to these things. Like then, then you, you've written Julie's name down. Suddenly you've got a big target from this other group. I just think that there's so much of a premium in new era survival. I don't know when Cochran first wrote down, uh, whoever they were voting for and then, and then flipped it to write for Keith. You know, wasn't he celebrated as the person who, uh, <laughs> I don't remember Cochran being celebrated for that move. Well, he was celebrated by, by the people he flipped to. Oh, sure. But then he was he was also like out like the next the next round. Wasn't no, he, he made was, it. He made it. till he, he outlasted further, all the people yeah. from his old. Right. But the thing yeah, is, but like, then he for, was the first off of the for Katora, what is the future of her with Reba? She's not going to crack the Reba for, unless. And then this is the other part of it that we just don't know is has there been discussion about the women working together? And if that is the case, if like, because we see in the previews for next week, there's discussion about, hey, what, like, let's do the women's thing. And so if that idea is already being kicked around, if Katura feels like, hey, there is a home with working with Dee and with Julie and the women are going to start to work together now that there's six women, that maybe helps to illuminate like why she might make that move. The women haven't lied to me. It was, it was uh, Kayla and it was Jake and it was Bruce. Um, and I mean, Kelly knew about it too. Um, but maybe she feels like, okay, well, there's more of a path here for me to go and throw my lot in with the all women thing. I just think there's like the idea of like having a permanent home that you're seeking, seeking for is, is, uh, not necessarily relevant as relevant as it used to be. I think, you know, again, like just survive week to week, just make it to the end. Mm -hmm. Like that's the goal now. It's not like, you know, you're not looking to create that group where you can exert the most influence. And even if she is, she knows she's at the bottom of that group. Like if, if to say like your new group is, is Jake and Caleb, like she's putting herself at the bot. She, she knows where she stands with them. It's the very bottom. She doesn't know where she stands with. Like, well, no, I the think Bruce group. is the very bottom, you know, uh, Bruce is but, the very bottom. And, and, and I think, for him. well, Bruce is the very bottom. And I think that she's the tightest with Caleb and that, yeah. you know, and Caleb has like inroads to Emily and Caleb is a shield. Like I, I think that there's more possibilities of her still at Bella where she has Kelly and has Kendra. Like, I, I don't think that she, she may feel like I'm at, I'm at the bottom, but I think that in reality, I don't think she's necessarily totally uh, like in a bad spot. Whereas I feel like that if it is, if there is an all women thing, I think she has a lot of moves there. If it's an all Reba thing, I don't know how, like, is she like, I guess maybe if she feels like, Hey, I have an in with Julie and, and D and when we get down to five, maybe they'll stick with me over going with Drew and Austin, but that's yeah. very far down the road. The other thing about the Caleb vote too is Caleb is not, bellow right and he's not i mean you know jake is trying to create this group but we know there's a fracture between um you know caleb and bruce we know that and like it's the same reason that everyone voted for sifu and that you know that that d wanted to vote for um for caleb which is that everyone's already voted for this guy mm -hmm. you know if if i have a tight group and i'm gonna you know go all the way with them then i'm i'm riding with them but if I, if my, if, if suddenly I see that these people who I thought I had a group with are lying to me and are, have been lying to me, why not vote for the person who everyone just voted for? Again, like you're pissing off the fewest people in, you know, back home. And when you go back suddenly, like, you're like, okay, like I voted for this guy. Y'all, y'all voted for him last week. You know, <laughs> we're, we're nobody as, as I haven't like violated anything. Whereas if she does vote Julie, then she is. Like she's creating enemies and like, you know, maybe Jake, she creates as an enemy here, but, um, you know, she already thinks that 
that she Jake already clowned her. I mean, like that's the thing. Like the person who has actually embarrassed you on camera. Like I don't know. Like to me, that's that's a hard thing to get over when these people haven't done anything wrong. These people haven't actually made a fool of me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is a good question uh, that Josh had. I was asking this as well. Um, should Katora have tried to get Jake targeted by Reba instead of Caleb, who it seems like she was closer with, uh, though uh, maybe this wasn't even possible? This is what I was thinking during the episode. I kind of felt like, okay, well, Jake didn't, this didn't go great when he talks about, even though it's Caleb's idea about uh, what went on with uh, Bruce's idol. And I kind of felt like that that could have been the compromise move for Katora, who wants to keep um, Caleb in the game, that she could go and say, like, hey, you say, let's say Caleb's name, like uh, the old, like going back to Cass and saying, like, okay, who do you want, Cass, who from your side do you want to vote out? Right. Okay. Uh, All right. We're all good with that. And then everybody writes down Jake. Although maybe the flash forward ultimately uh, does spoil that that isn't going to be the outcome. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it did seem like Dee really wanted to take out Caleb after Because Caleb he said her name. Which was so silly because I think Caleb's point in that tribal council was that, hey, you're a big threat now, Dee. Like, you can become less of a threat. But merely the fact that he drew attention to her, it's such an interesting moment. But it really resonated. It really stuck with her. And she... There's a little bit of a villain arc here for for D with like now I've got the power and nobody else's opinion matters um, and you know now it's like what a reversal from last week where uh, which we, it wasn't really a reversal from last week last week everyone wanted to vote for Caleb and this week everyone wanted to vote for Caleb um, but but uh, it did seem like D really wanted Caleb out and again like for D it's a worse move to vote for Jake because like that's you know open hostilities with all of Jake's group Caleb is you know maybe more in with that group, but yeah. doesn't have as many defenders. Do you think that the women are coming together next week? I don't know. I mean, it's, the teaser is used to be reliably a mislead. Yeah, right? but so. in the teaser, I think that D was saying that Caleb was, de- she was definitely going to vote for Caleb. And so yeah. I wonder if we kind of throw that out the window. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I New feel like era. it makes too much sense. <laughs> it would be a great move. I mean, especially with, you know, the last, you know, all of the talk over the last few seasons about how women have been, you know, out right. so early in the in the pre-merge. Nobody um, wants to work with Bruce at this point. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and then you have Jake who was left out of this vote. Um, yeah. And then Austin and Drew are all like advantaged up and D, uh, D and Julie kind of know that. Like, I feel like that. I wonder if then Bruce and, um, uh, Jake are the next two people to go. And yeah. then, and then D and Julie sort of like, uh, decide what their next move is going to be after that. I can see though, D getting like a full, like, like, like to me, D who I thought had like end game, like real end game potential, very fun player this season. I, I've really enjoyed her, but I do wonder if like, she's going too hard, you know I mean? Where even in the, you know, at the swap, she was just like, let me turn on whoever I should, people think I should least turn on, right? So first she wanted to turn on Sifu instead of Sean. Then she wanted to turn on Jemaya instead of Sifu. Now she's like, now I've got the power and I say what goes. And I do wonder if, you know, she could be on like such an, an upswing, not just in terms of her like edit, but in terms of her in her actual game where she maybe is too much, right? And it, it kind of it boomerangs back on her. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about the other tribe and the other uh, tribal council where uh, Sifu ends up being the person to go. It seemed like that there was a lot of stuff pointing to maybe Bruce going out of the game uh, before it's ultimately Sifu. 
Yeah. Um, and it looked like it could have gone either way. It looked like Kendra really wanted Bruce out. Um, Kelly even debated voting Bruce out. Um, yeah, so it really did look like like Bruce could have gone. And then Kelly, Kelly say it was such a great episode for Kelly. I, I really like Kelly. I yeah, I mean, she's got a lot of those kind of like classic virtues and maybe it's the extra time but we just haven't seen a lot of this kind of alliance management from a lot of players in the 40s and i know that it it happens and it's important and it's like obviously it's still going on out there we just don't get to see it as much and we really got to see the way kelly you know kept her kind of fractured coalition together and i i tweeted about it but um there's a great scene where like kendra's like, oh, i hate bruce and we got to get rid of bruce and kelly's like yeah i hate bruce too but here's why we have to keep him you know and just that ability to both empathize with kendra and like give her that kind of like validation she needed in expressing her frustration and then kind of turn it into the sort of tactical hey but like here's why we have to keep bruce and bruce is good for kelly's game like is bruce is keeping bruce in the game good for anybody else unclear but is he, yeah. he's good for kelly and I love that. I'd love to get your take on this in terms of uh, Bruce and his idol and what should Kelly be wanting to do with this? If if you were Kelly, would you like to see Bruce flush his idol at that tribal council or would you uh, like to see Bruce keep his idol coming out of that split tribal council? I want Bruce to keep, I want Bruce as long having as much like heat on him as possible, right? Because then whenever there's like heat on that little bellow group, it's all coming to Bruce. And nobody, as soon as Bruce is gone, that's like, wait, Kelly seems to really be in a good spot here. You know, she seems to be, have, have great relationships with everybody. And it really is that way out there, right? People just get blinders on um, mm -hmm. about like, you know, and, and like the same people's names keep circulating. So, and again, like, you know, intuitively you'd think, okay, everyone's mad at Bruce. So we shouldn't br vote Bruce out, but, or, or even with Sifu, like nobody yeah. really wants to ally with Sifu. We shouldn't vote Sifu out, but that's not how it works. <laughs> I think it's a little complicated though, with Br Bruce being somebody who has like a pretty public idol there and then being like known, a known close associate of Bruce, where you, I think you're in danger of there potentially being like a vote split at some point, or at least, hey, we're gonna fake out that Bruce, we're gonna play the idol, and then you're you end up being the person that that they do put the votes on because right. they know that Bruce has the idol. I, I was saying this with Kelly last night, though. I also think that Bruce, there is like a non-zero chance that like another guy from uh, the uh, from New England, uh, another dad who played Survivor, uh, like Jeremy, you know, uh, played the idol for you. I, and I think like Danny last season, I do think there's a non-zero chance that Bruce could be the kind of guy that does play an idol for his Lions. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's a great point. Um, I can definitely see that. I mean, the danger with someone like Bruce is you can see him being a very angry juror, right? So if Kelly, Kelly kept saying in this episode, I know I need to get Bruce out eventually for my game. I mean, if you're going to do it, you know, <laughs> you've got one shot where it's pre-jury. Um, so it's an interesting, like I, a lot of people were, you know, upset about the pre-jury kind of moment, you know, moment. Yeah, let's I, I, I talk about that. I don't love that. Um, but it is interesting just from a strategy perspective of like, this could be your opportunity to remove someone who you don't want on your jury. So who, uh, like, would that be? Like, I, I feel like the, the people that would not want Sifu on the jury, maybe, I don't know, maybe some of the Reba people uh, yeah. that he had mixed it up with. But do you feel like that that would be a big concern? I feel like that uh, you're saying that you feel like that uh, Bruce might hold some animosity if he's on the jury. Yeah, and that wouldn't have changed. If I were in Kelly's position, that wouldn't have changed my perspective. Like, you still want to keep your allies in the game. Um, so, you know, even if you're, like, worried, you know, and, and that question of, like, 
when it is time to eliminate this person, how do they go out? You know, can I do it elegantly? Can I do it where there's no blood on my hands? Like it's like too complicated and too far away to to make it a part of your day-to-day decision-making. But um, the, I mean, I don't know. It's just an interesting factor. It didn't really seem to play into it. I think it would have been a tough one to actually realistically play, but it is, you know, yeah. something, a wrinkle. Do you think that they should have done a nine-person jury or do you like that they, or, or a seven-person jury? Should neither of these people have made the jury? Mm. I think we want you. I might want you to make the merge. It's nice to like, you know, it's like everyone relax. You can have fun now. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you can open up your game a little bit. Yeah. Uh, what, what, what did you, are you, what, did you come down either way? So people had asked me this question leading up to this week of like, Hey, you realize that, that the jury is going to start in between this double tribal council. What do you think they'll do? And I was like, uh, I think that they'll probably just either let both the people on the jury, because I can't imagine that they're going to start the jury in between tribal council, but sure enough, they did. Yeah, that is, it's crazy. That's really crazy. Um, what, what happens, right? I, someone like, maybe like Franny tweeted about like, what's, what are the logistics of that? <laughs> they like, you know, it's one after the other. They just like, you know, everyone, okay, okay, Ponderosa, close it down, close it down. And then like- uh, Yeah, I missed, did the people who went to the second tribal council get to see who got voted out? I mean, what had happened like in, it. you know, famously in Survivor 42 was that, okay, this person's on the jury, you see them over there. It's like, okay, yeah. you see, there's Roxroy, voted out of the last yeah. tribal council. Um, for them, I guess they had no idea. I don't know if it affected that second tribal council. Yeah, probably not. I mean, it didn't look like they knew, but mm-hmm. it just like, um, you know, were the rest of the pre-jurors like already on their, you know, vacation? And then, you know, because like- they No, like, I think that they hold them and then I think they send the whole pre-jury home together. I don't think they go on a vacation oh. anymore. Well, so, but like, I'm just saying like, does does um, does um, Caleb show up and like, they're all like, okay, see you later. Like, who's he talking to? I don't to? think like, that they ever, like their paths cross. I think that- yeah. um, that's gotta be complicated. Cause like Sifu's leaving like three hours, you know, three hours before Caleb, or less before Caleb is. Yeah, I don't know if like, they're all at the airport waiting for Sifu or exactly, um, you know, but be interesting to know exactly how they pull off the logistics of that. That's gotta be a late night too. Cause tribals are always late. You're tired afterwards. Double tribal, tribal council, not to mention. Oh my gosh, you must be exhausted by the end of that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll Maybe see. that's also why she didn't go to rocks. It's like, I'm tired. Let's just get this. <laughs> yeah. This is the second tribal council. I don't <laughs> want to go home and go to bed. Yeah. Okay. Steven, I, I want to get your sense on where do you think that this goes now? Because you have this bellow five and a Reba four, the Reba four on the surface seems tighter. Seems like that they're pretty much more in lockstep. And then you have Emily who had a very quiet night. Yeah. What do you think so we see one beat next? was like cutting was like kind of lying to Caleb's face. <laughs> what a funny beat. To, it, it was very odd that I felt like that Emily was like pretty purple in terms of like talking, especially considering that we had so much in the first episode about how Emily's feelings about Bruce. And then she's on this tribe with Bruce. Yeah. You know, you would think that she has like, a, you know, a big voice in this decision of what they're going to do. And I feel like that we almost didn't even hear from her about what she wanted to do. But it didn't seem as relevant, right? I mean, like, we we knew that like, the drama was the intra-Bello drama, right? It was Kendra, it was Kelly, you know, it was Bruce. I um, wonder, though, if Emily was, like, one of the, like, hey, it's definitely Sifu. Like, I wonder maybe we don't see her because she was so locked in on vote out Sifu because if you're... I mean, or maybe does she feel like that that's like somebody taking her numbers with the Reba people? Right. I would think Emily, I mean, Reba is so eager to turn on Sifu. I wouldn't worry about that. I would think that getting rid of Bruce is 
you know, got to be her priority there. Just, just as like uh, any kind of sense of animosity, you know, Bruce isn't probably going to vote for you, you know, mm -hmm. if, if, if he's on the jury. Yeah. Um, it really would have been interesting to see where Emily was pushing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that was funny, but I do think it showed, right. It was a big moment for her, right. Because this was her, like, I mean, even, even that brief moment was her saying, I'm not just like the guy who, or the, the, the lady who, who shuttles Caleb information. I am making a decision that is independent of him. And in fact, at his detriment, like I need to think about my own position in the game. And I think it was actually cool for her as a, as like a character and as like a story, as part of her story to have that moment with Caleb still on the beach of like, I am kind of cutting him loose, you know, mm -hmm. I, and not like for her to be, you know, Oh no, my like perfect ally who I always was there for, uh, got voted out. But like, I made the decision. She's that like, I need I'm, to focus on my I'm selling. I'm selling. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna sell. No I don't know if it's sell high no or sell. Yeah. Emily, yeah. Yes. So she's out, she's out. Okay. She's yeah. uh, selling her position on Caleb, and this was a good sell because uh, ultimately he's about to go out of the, get the game. But but I mean honestly, like in terms of like, and, and this is not talking about edit. Um, but you know, and, and people were like, oh, this wasn't like a big episode for Emily, and and bad for edit. I kind of thought that moment was actually really good for her because it did show what a pragmatic. Um, and thoughtful player she is. Okay, but what do you think will happen next? Hmm, I, um, hard to say. Hard to say. What do you think will happen next, Rob? <sighs> well, I think it really is going to come down to, while the Bellow has the numbers, I have no faith in the Bellow 5 uh, yeah. sticking together against yeah. Reba, the Reba 4 plus Emily. And so I really feel like that Reba, or I'm sorry, that Bello is broken. Uh, for me, it comes down to does Reba stick together or do the women stick together? Right. That's interesting. I mean, so, that would be cool. I, to I, see. I don't. I don't see this as red versus blue. I see this as you know red versus going with the women. Right. And so then, like the next vote would be if you were in the women's alliance. Yes. Like, would they just vote out Bruce because they all or Jake with him? or Jake? Because then you well, take you take out a man or you take and you take out a bellow. So either right. either I mean, way, you have you you still have options moving forward for what's what's the better deal moving forward? Right. Yeah, that's interesting. Jake or Bruce? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that makes a lot of sense. I and mean, I feel I, like the other the other game that's going on there is like, do Drew and Austin then get the sense of what's going on? Right. And I think that there's a little bit of a push pull for Emily because if you remember, Emily, she's her bond is with Drew and Austin, not with yeah. Dean with Julie. Right. And so right. that could you get Emily feeling like, okay, well, I could be working with these two guys that have all these advantages, and maybe then is there somebody else that Emily could could pull back into uh you know from the bottom of the other group um kelly really that see kelly uh, i feel like would not would not be a person like she doesn't really have any ties to those people but is there somebody who's at the bottom like a katora or somebody who's left over like even a bruce or jake um yeah i mean i think I, I mean i think this was a good episode for jake too in terms of like seeing his kind of like you know strategic chops. he's very so good he's, in the confessional he's yeah, very, he's very good yeah when he's not maniacally laughing um, or even when he is maniacally laughing uh, the, the, uh, yeah. And this was like, it was a good plan of his, you know, I mean, he had the instinct not to tell Katura about, well, let's talk about that. Cause, cause that like, was that the right, you know, obviously it was, <laughs> it was the wrong call. You know, Jake said, let's not tell her about yeah. that. <laughs> Caleb said we should tell her. Um, obviously Jake was right, but how wrong was Caleb? Like, you know, he was worried that Austin would tell yeah. and that would, it would be, you know, they would look worse for, but if Austin tells her, you could just say he's lying. 
he's how are you gonna say that he's lying? That if she's like Katara's a lawyer, I mean, yeah. she's gonna say like, does Bruce have or ha or does he have an idol or not? Yes or no? No. They're all good. I mean, <laughs> that's how you do it. Like it's a tough that's lie. It's it. a tough lie. Yeah. So, but also it's like a big hypothetical. Will Austin or won't he? Yeah. And you know, it's almost like too much faith in his own abilities. I think there for Caleb to think he could smooth it over when it's like, there's so little trust on survivor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I guess the question is also like, was it a mistake for Caleb to tell the Reba people about yes. Bruce's idol when Bruce was not even vulnerable? Like, I don't know necessarily how that was getting the target off of Caleb in the, at the last travel. I know Caleb was desperate, uh, but maybe, uh, I don't know why he thought that, okay, Reba won't vote me out tonight if I tell them that Bruce has an idol. Well, I think it showed, I think it showed trust, right? The, the idea was like, if I show you that I'm willing to like impart, you know, real information to you, maybe you'll see that I really am serious about working with you in such a way that I'm betraying my former, you know, Bella friends. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, let's see um, what is going to happen with, uh, you know, for Caleb, it, it didn't change anything. Yeah. Um, so who do you think, who do you think are the target? You think, you think Jake and, and sorry, Jake, Jake and Bruce are the big targets. I think D is not off the table for next week. Um, the, um, but who else? Um, I think that Jake and Bruce are also yeah. big targets going into next week. Um, where yeah. do you think that the votes against D would be coming from? I don't know. You know, it's like every week. It's like, uh, you know, it's like all of the all of the the blues. Well, and, uh, OK, yeah. well, I mean, to your point, um, we saw what happened last season with Franny It's like Franny wins a challenge. Uh Oh, right. like, if we don't vote out Franny. She's going to win everything. Well, there was a lot of talk this week, this episode about D being like the biggest threat. And, you know, you, you do sort of get a sense of her being on a power trip. So. Um, and, you know, there's probably not that many toe related challenges left, but you never you never know. You never mm -hmm. know. Yeah. I mean, I think that that would have to be then Bello would turn on, uh, would go after D here in this spot. And it certainly is possible. I mean, maybe could the threat of D potentially be the thing that unites Bello? Yeah. And I just think it's such a fluid, I mean, you know, it is likelier. I, I mean, I think your argument about like, you know, Jake or Bruce and really Bruce being, you know, I think at some point Kelly is just going to have to let him go. Right. And he's such a lightning rod for so many people. I wouldn't be surprised if he's the next, the next one out. One thing I wanted to say, Bruce has great reads, right? Like whenever he says something, he's usually right. You know, about like Caleb's, Caleb's talking to everybody. He's not talking to me. You know, Kendra is over there talking to other people, throwing out my name, like cut to Kendra being like, we got to get up. Sure. Bruce. But is it possible that also Bruce is just very paranoid? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> we only see <laughs> they're talking about me. He's talking about me. They're talking about me, you know? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you know, we certainly saw both um, Kendra and Kelly complaining that he, you know, he had these vendettas that were really self-defeating because there were people who wanted to work with him who he couldn't, like, accept them back in. And on Survivor, you do sort of have to accept that, like, everyone's throwing my name out. People are having conversations. Everyone's name is getting thrown out. Like, nobody is 100% going to have your back, you know, and never throw your name out. It's not a realistic expectation. So you have to be able to tolerate that level of uncertainty and sort of, like, borderline you know, betrayal, just like make sure that it simmers and doesn't boil over. Steven, let's start to bring in some questions from the audience. And so uh, Josh Kettles is, I uh, got some, another great question. Now, what are the odds of rocks next week? We have four Reba plus Emily versus five Bellow. 
It's definitely a possibility. I mean, I, again, like I think Katura is just showing she's not willing to go to rocks for Bello. So I don't know. If, I don't know if she'd do it next week with Bruce. You know, I don't see the Bruce and Katura. I'd say I will say you know, I think there's a zero percent chance yeah, yeah, to go to rocks yeah, yeah. next week. Yeah. Okay, yeah. clip that in case we end up going to uh, rocks at the final <laughs> ten. But I, I, I just don't see it. Yeah. There's too many people. I think that would be like, this isn't like in millennials versus gen X where people felt like, okay, well, this is my group. I'm taking this to the final five. I just don't think people are that dug in. Yeah. Okay. Steven, uh, we have a question for you. Uh, what do you think of the flash forward? Is this the first time production used previous, uh, used previous footage to craft a multiverse? What if scene from nothing? Uh, Jeff went on and raved about this on the on fire podcast. Uh, this was, I think kind of polarizing. I loved it as a moment, but the only problem is as soon as it happened, I was like, well, that's not going to, you know, they're not going to show you the footage of it happening. Right. And then the exact thing they, they right. just, it's show you just like happen. in the heist movie where it's yeah. like, they show you the plan going perfect. And then yeah. because they showed you it going perfect, then now you're set up to know that it's not going to go perfect. Right. Right. So it did, it was sort of a spoiler. I don't think most people probably watch with that degree of like analysis, like constant analysis. So I think it was, it was a very fun moment. I did like pause. I was like, wait a second. Did my TV just skip? Mm -hmm. um, but, but, uh, I, that's what I thought too. I was like, oh, yeah. there must be, there's an issue. Like, oh, my thing, my thing like went back to the beginning. Like, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I thought that it was, but I, I liked it just from like a production and like fun, like perspective in terms of like, you know, the surprise of the episode. I did think it kind of took away. But also, I mean, the other problem with the, the split vote you know, is always the time codes, right? You're with like five minutes left in the episode, you know that they're not revoting. So there's like, there's certain production aspects that they, you can never really get around. Um, and and uh, so it was mm -hmm. fun, but I, yeah, it, it kind of did take away from the drama for me. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Then let's see. Um, uh, Mara wants to know, did Sifu do anything to try to stay other than pray it wasn't him? <laughs> we didn't really see him scrambling. Uh, but you know, probably he was right. Probably he was talking to people. Yeah. It really did seem like that there was enough sentiment to try to get Bruce out of the game. You had Sifu, you had Drew, you had Kendra, you had Emily, you had a lot of people there who I think were like motivated to make, make a move against Bruce. But I asked Sifu about this in the exit interview and he said that Drew ultimately went against it. I guess Kelly, uh, got, uh, to Kendra and then she ultimately, uh, didn't want to end up doing it. We don't know how Drew got turned around. I thought Drew was making a very compelling argument to Kendra. I kind of thought that he was going to get Kendra turned around. To turn around and vote out and vote out Bruce. Uh, Bruce. Yeah. 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 Very fun episode. Good episode for Drew too. I mean, we haven't really talked about him, but he definitely, he's doing such a good job of being in a lot of people's ears and not making himself a big target. He's very good. You know, his sales pitch to Kendra, like he was not at all saying like, we know what he wanted, but he wasn't like pushing hard about why she needed to do that. Like uh, she was saying like, okay, well it should be Sifu. And he's like, yeah, okay. Yeah, you're right. That should, it should be, it should be Sifu. Like uh, there's yeah. also Bruce, like, uh, you know, I thought he was like making good points. Like, I, I think that if it's possible, I feel like we're sleeping on Drew a little bit. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely there. I mean, he seems to be playing a very strong game. Um, you know, he's a really great narrator. I, I really enjoy his confessionals all the time. Um, you know, he did look like he had some like like fumbles a couple of weeks ago, but but uh, 
seems he's, he's a good character. I really like him on the show. Yeah, his fumble though came with Brando, uh, where one he told Brando like, "No, I yeah. definitely don't want to work with you." Uh, but then also like, it, it's like his mind was blown that Brando said he said something he didn't say. He's like, "Why would I say that?" She's like, well, "Everyone's like, I don't believe you." He's like, yeah. ah, that makes no sense. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lying. Steven, Josh was asking who got the fishy. I got to give it to Kelly. My gosh. You know, she kept her group together um, and was able to um, vote out the person she wanted and keep the person she she also wanted. Mm -hmm. What about last week? Uh, you give Caleb the fishy for last week's episode? Uh, yeah. I mean, there's no real strategy there, but it, you know, how can you not? Mm -hmm. um, there was, you know, he, he knew he was going home. And uh, then he played the superpower and the superpower worked. Uh, he, you know, he drew, I was listening to one of his exits and he like, you know, he was thoughtful about which parchment he took. So I guess that, uh, that that's a bit of strategy. Yeah, I there. didn't see that one. What was the thought process there? Well, I, apparently he was did, was going to take the top one, but then it was like, wait, is this like two? Do they want me to pick the right one? A little like, like, like Indiana Jones in the last crusade. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. It's too beautiful. Like I have to go deeper. Um, so, so um the night of the night of luck does not take the top parchment. Mm -hmm. Okay, all right. Uh, Nick Fishman wants to know, Stephen. Uh, forget the merge boot edit. Do we now have more of an understanding of the missing the jury edit? Oh, gosh, <laughs> who else? Who else has just missed the jury? Um, so, all right. It was Sifu this season. And then, um, uh, what, uh, Sydney, right? In uh, 40, Sid whatever, Sydney two, in, in 41. 41. Uh, I'm okay. trying to think of back to last season. So Matt Matt made the uh, the merge. Uh, so yeah. I'm trying to think of, uh, oh, I guess it was Josh was the mergatory. I don't think that there's a pattern here. Yeah. Uh, I think that jo Josh and Sifu got pretty, uh, uh, you know, disparate edits. Yeah. Steven, this is a question going back to Caleb. And I was asking him today about, you know, what went wrong for you, Caleb? You know, we know that you were such a big threat, but ultimately, like if you were on a different tribe, like right. uh, does this turn out differently for you? So Laura has a question in a, a similar vein. Would Caleb have fared better if you were on a normal full tribe vote as opposed to, oh, well, actually this is a, a different question. Uh, would he have uh, fared better if it was a normal final 12 vote instead of a smaller pool of available targets? So Yeah, well, I think so. We were talking about this a little at the start of the episode, just that the idea that A, he's got maybe a group he can pull together and B, this idea that when the groups do split, they're going to go for someone who, yeah. um, who's more, uh, more of an obvious target, more of an acceptable target, you know, and then something and, and both because people don't want to piss off the big group, but also because when you're in a smaller group, you're scrambling. You don't want it to be yourself. Suddenly, like, your target is increased, so you're not always willing to make a, a, a big move. I, I mean, I kind of think Caleb would have fared better on a 39-day season, you know? And I saw oh, someone, some, someone say this on Reddit, too, and I really resonated. I was like, that's a really good point, um, where his superpower of being super social was so, you know, it was, like, so spiked. It was, like, too much, too much, too much, too fast, you know? And with 39, you know, and for like one or two days between, between the, you know, the merge and the merge vote, um, you've got to scramble and quickly make friends and like, you know, to have a little more time to develop those relationships, I think would have served him well, um, you know, where he would be less almost obvious about that. You know, there was less, like there'd be less time pressure for someone like him to, yeah. you know, to speed date. That's a really good point that, 
the person then who benefits from the 26 day format. Do we have enough information to take yeah, surlier? Yeah. Less, less nice. You know, no, I mean, uh, you know, like, like Marianne surly and mean, um, <laughs> um, no, um, it's, I mean, obviously being super nice is, is that's interesting. I mean, like it's probably someone who is right. The people who are benefited are the people who are like less obviously, big targets in any capacity, right? Like less, like if, if you have more time to build bonds then you are more able to protect yourself from being a big target for like any reason. So yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's why I mean, right. I mean, most of the people we've seen win have been like those less of the bigger, flashier, more obvious players. At yeah. You know, uh, Jam Jam and Marianne are big personalities, uh, but I don't think that people really took Marianne seriously. And Jam Jam, I think, was able to hide in that he wasn't in the numbers for most of the game. Uh you know, people also say that Gabler was like a really fun personality, the yeah. people that that played with him. So I, I think that you can have charisma uh, and and be the winner. But I do think you need you, you need something to to hide uh, in yeah. this, uh, you know, 26 day game, because I think that people are looking for uh, to your point with Caleb. People are like really on the hunt for, OK, what's the obvious threat? OK, we're going to travel council tomorrow. OK, all right. What's top of mind? What's top right. of mind? Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and there's just no room for, to develop the bonds, right? There's less time to develop the real bonds. I mean, or to like really, I mean, execute, you know, strategies or, I mean, <laughs> again, like the fact that Caleb only had like a day and a half or whatever, or two days, you know, within which he didn't tell Couture about Bruce's idol. It's just like, you're not making, and, and during that time he was scrambling to save himself. Um, you just don't have the opportunity to like make informed, thoughtful decisions that best, you know, create an alliance. Mm -hmm. Going back to the question I started with was that if Caleb was on like a normal tribe to start the game, if right. he was on either Bello or Reba to start, how do you feel like this turns out for him? Well, it is. I mean, your point about at the merge, the people who get um, voted out are not necessarily the big targets, but they're like the people who have the least connections, right? Like you mm. said that. And I mean, I believe you that it holds true. Um I think Caleb would be, would have therefore have a lot more connections, right? It's not like, um, you know, the Austins or, you know, uh, of the world or, or the D's who are getting voted out right away. It's the, yeah, you know, it's like the seafoods and, and the, um, right. Well, I guess, I guess if we were going to like, sort of like transpose him, if like him and if Austin and Caleb switch tribes, like, you know, is right. Caleb like in Austin's position right now where he's like yeah. in like a very tight, like group of four and like pretty well insulated with a couple of advantages. But Austin is playing really undersells himself too, right? I mean, I thought that was such a great point of Austin's where if I vote out Kelly, then everybody knows I have an idol. Whereas now nobody knows I have an idol except, you know, possibly Drew who may, himself may not, you know, we haven't actually checked in to see if he, if he even knows I have a full idol. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought that was a really, like, I think Austin is good at kind of hanging back a little bit. And, you know, the fact that the people, and, and obviously some of that comes with the comfort of having a solid alliance. So when you do have that solid alliance, you don't have to go out there and sell, sell, sell. But, you know, you wonder if, if Caleb in, in a different situation, um, you know, he, he had a line this episode about now I know it's more important to have, you know, quality relationships than quantity relationships. But I mean, I think that's been true of all seasons of Survivor. Let me ask you about 
we had Drew talk about how like, well, I can't play any of my advantages tonight because I forgot my bag. Uh, when we talked to Sifu this morning, I asked him about like, hey, how come you didn't do the shot in the dark? How come you didn't do your fake idol? Again, he didn't have his bag. Uh, what do you think about just like the mechanics of, hey, survivor players went to a challenge without their bag. They don't have any advantages. I mean, moving forward, if you do it, that's on you. But yeah. I do think it's kind of not fun. Um for the past two seasons to have seen people who were really hamstrung. I mean, so much of the game now is giving people these advantages, people like making trade-offs to get them right to really sacrifice. Mm -hmm. Like I'd have to sacrifice this to get that. And then if you just like randomly take that thing away from them without having them a chance to give them right. a chance to have it. Don't but we now that it's decide happened on what's better TV? And if it's like, like yeah. who is, who, who is this serving of yeah. like, okay, arbitrary rule. You didn't bring your bag. So now you can't have a shot in the dark. Sifu. Yeah, is it fun? Um, so, uh, yeah, I think that. But but in the future, if you don't take your bag, you know, now you've seen two people uh, have, be affected by it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, okay. I mean, they, the producers on the beach should just say like, "Hey, and, and hey, everybody, take your bag," because you never know what could happen. Say it every right. single time, and then people will bring their stuff, and hopefully, we don't have to deal with this in the future. Okay, yeah. Stephen. Next week on Survivor, mm. we got the teaser that the auction is going to be Yay! returning. Uh, one, are, are you an auction guy? I love the auction. Did they have I, an I, auction we, in Token Teens? We did have an auction. I did great. I think I yes, won the auction. You won the um, auction. In terms of getting like we, the most stuff. Yeah, was that, oh yeah, oh yeah famously, that's when uh, Jeff tells Taj that, okay, and then yeah. uh, Eddie George is gonna be back at the camp. Right. Um, What'd you get? The, I So I got chicken livers, Okay. Or chicken hearts, some part of the chicken, chicken livers, or and hearts? you ate them, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Um, we I got peanut butter and chocolate, which did not make air. And I think the reason for that they gave, like they basically gave it to us as a group to share. And I think the reason was because the previous, sorry, this is I just like a random. No, um, this is great. Tyson and Brendan, I'm sure I've talked about this at some point. The previous tribal council had like snuck in peanut butter and chocolate, and were like theatrically eating it in front of us. <laughs> like it was like mm -hmm. we were like salivating. So yeah. I think they were like that was that our, was like, like the like one a, where it's like, all right, you got sixty seconds to eat as much of this. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. that that's that'll be interesting if they do that. You know, when I went back for the evolution of strategy and watched all the seasons, that they would always have like the big closer at the end of the auction is that they give you like, all right, here's a cake, and you've got thirty seconds to eat as much of it yeah. as you. Okay. Yeah. I don't know why they like that, uh, but I wonder maybe if the Taj thing, they wanted that to be like the closer of the Tokachin's auction as opposed to the, well, the, the chocolate for us started it. I think it was sort of like just to set the tone and give us a little, but then I also got like a, like a, like barbecue chicken and beer. I had a huge, wow. I don't think any of them. I think, I think that barbecue chicken and beer cost me $350. So wow. How did you have anything left? I, I mean, I didn't, I think I had like 40 bucks by the end, but people were like, you know, that was when the auction was fun, right? Not every, it wasn't like everyone just like, you know, tight fisting it to, to spend it all for the random chance for the advantage, which became the meta. And then that's when the auction was kind of boring because I love the auction as like a fun thing where everyone sort of lets their guard down and everyone can like enjoy themselves. And I am curious to see if they go, I mean, do you think they'll keep it that way? Or do you think there'll be some devious twist? I think that they'll probably have some sort of a devious twist of like may maybe like there's an advantage like hidden in one of the food items right, as right. opposed to like telling them like, OK, this is the advantage. Maybe Jeff is going to say like, hey, uh, don't make sure you're bidding on everything because there you never know. There could be there. There might be something hidden. There might be something extra in one of these items. 
It's like that fish that Jonathan uh, apparently cut up when like tossed out some advantage with its guts. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. So I do think that they'll probably, if I had to guess, I think that they will not specifically say like, okay, this is the extra vote, but they think they might say that, you know, there could be something, there could be more than meets the eye with some of these auction items. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Can the auction live up to the potential, Stephen? Uh, I'm, I'm bullish. I don't want to, I don't want to be a naysayer yet. You know, I'll naysay, I'll naysay next week, but for now I'm going to be a yaysayer. I just think that the hype has gone so far of that the auction is coming yeah. back that I feel like that even like, I don't ever remember like in the real time that the auction was happening, that people were like losing their minds. Of, like, <laughs> yes, the auction is tonight. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, we there was that hype. I remember when we got the wallets uh, right. that we were going to have the auction. Yeah, well, and you just know you're going to get to eat when the with the auction, right? Did you? Did you? Um... Yes, we had an auction. It was one of my favorite days uh, that we were out there. Uh, there was like it's one of the few things that I have like a lot of memories about, just like the behind the scenes of like things that did not make the actual episode of it where we got there and there was a lot of like pre-gaming of like, you know, there's a lot of collusion in Survivor totally. the Amazon yeah. where we're like, Hey, we're all hungry. Okay. Like Heidi, she says she wants something. Just let her have it. Let her yeah. have it. Let's keep the, let's collude. Let's keep the prices low. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. First, first item comes up piece of cheesecake. Okay. Heidi's like $20. Jeff's like, all right, anybody going once, going twice. Jeff immediately is like, all right, oh, shut yeah. it down. Yeah. Shut it down. <laughs> you guys are going to start bidding. If you don't, every single item is going to be covered from here on out. Is that understood? Like, all right, <laughs> all right. Um, there was like a really That's funny. very funny. Yeah, instantly. Instantly, Jeff is like, all right. Good for him. That's yeah. his job. Yeah. Um, then there was, a there was a point where... Um, Butch, uh, got to win. Like, uh, he won like a covered, I think it was a covered item and it was like breakfast. And then, uh, Jeff says like to Butch, all right, Butch, that's not all. You get something else here with this breakfast. Butch, where's your favorite place to have breakfast? And Butch says to Jeff, Cracker Barrel. <laughs> Jeff's like, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh no and it, it was it was like he had like a like a folding mattress that he was gonna wanted to get what was the what was he supposed to say at home bad, or? bad. oh bad yeah oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long day for jeff at the auction and and i ended up like i walked away i was trying like i i was like very like savvy with my money and i i got like a protein bar that was like 240 dollars, and i ended up leaving like the auction uh, i think i spent 260 and i'm like i'm gonna come in late at the end and i'm gonna get like a, i'm gonna get yeah. a good deal on the I'm last yeah. thing and it came down to like it was a steak was was mm. one of the last things and alex outbid me for the steak um, and then I was, um, I, I ended up leaving the auction with $240 and I just had it like in my bag for the whole yeah, rest exactly. of the game. And then no it got lot. burnt in the fire. Oh man. Oh, wow. I was like, oh, well this, I, yeah, sure. $240 oh. here is like nothing. But when I get back to the Sao Paulo airport, I'm going, oh I'm, uh, you know how much candy I'm going to buy? Or invest it by Amazon stock in 2000 and whatever it was. Well, Six, anyway, you yeah, know, the only Amazon that was, uh, the Amazon was going to eat my money when it was a fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. 
Uh, there was a whole thing with like the letters of like crypto back then. You'd be a trillionaire by now. Mm-hmm. Crypto didn't exist. <laughs> I could have invented it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a whole thing with the letters of like uh, you know Jenna and Christy and Heidi and who's going to get their letters and who was selfish. It was it was it was a lot of drama out of the auction. Yeah. Don't put letters in the auction. I hope. I bet there's letters. They're gonna the they're gonna put letters in the auction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I, would you bid on letters? Maybe now. I no. Would. When I was I, I, yeah. When I was twenty, I'm like, I don't want to. Yeah. Like, uh, like I, I, I don't need to hear from my parents. I would want to hear about from from you sure, know, sure. The kids were and yeah. I mean, and this is an argument uh, that Aris and Terry once had on the island of like, uh, you know, Aris uh, was arguing that yes, uh, hey, me hearing from my parents is the same as you hearing from your wife, and Terry was like, no. <laughs> No, it's not the same. No, I think history agrees no. with Terry. Okay. Yeah. All right. Steven, great to catch up with you. Yeah. Missed it last you too. week. I know. Well, yeah, I was just at home alone. You were, you know, sure. Doesn't mean I don't miss you. Well, that's nice. Yeah. Okay. So Steven, anything else fun coming up for you this week? Oh, here's a no. question. Daniel wants to know, uh, Fishback, were you aware of Jeremy's large oh toes gosh. when playing I, Second I Chance? I could not be aware Do you of think Jeremy's it makes large much- Yeah, that was the whole thing last night. I was talking about it, and Kelly made it weird. She was like, made it weird. She was like, oh, Rob, what are you, a foot guy? I'm like, no. No, 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 no. no, no Famously, no. Jeremy yeah. has, a, has a, a giant toe. No, impossible to not be aware. Listen, that's, that's uh, you don't need to be a foot guy to have noticed. You have to be like a person with vision to notice those toes. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Yes. And that's how he won. Listen, I can't, I can't judge. I had the, nat- I mean, believe yes. me, I win the nasty feet award on, on uh, Cambodia, but Jeremy was a, you know, he was a runner up. Well, he all, but he won the, um, get a grip challenge. Yeah. Now you've played that in token chains. How did you fare at that? I was off so fast. I was off before the guy they medevaced. You know, Joe was off in second. <laughs> I was off like, <laughs> I was off in seconds. I was just slid right down. Yeah. Okay. Did you get any like, uh, uh, Burns from uh like the yeah you're yeah, fine I was I was I was fine yeah I was fine. yeah I was immediate I could not get a grip I could I was just like I felt like I had like seven dangly limbs and none of them were able to you know actually make their way into a useful position yeah um I, yeah no it makes sense because like the the just toe just like wedges right in there if you get the big monster toe yeah. Yeah, although great. D really chalked it up to the toe but it was really Kelly that was using more of the uh, toe strategy yeah but maybe Kelly's toes didn't have the same you know leverage mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. All right, Stephen, great job here today. We'll be back with um, Stephen next week for another Survivor Know-It-Alls coming up next Thursday. I'll have a feedback show coming up with Sammy Lady from uh, Survivor 43. Uh, Love the patented Stephen. Mm. (laughs) Sounds great. Sounds delicious. Delicious. Delicious podcast. Uh, We're going to have a Big Brother finale, Stephen. People want to know, do you have a pick for the Big Brother uh, 25 winner tonight? Well, all I've seen about it uh, is that everyone's mad at the final three. Everyone hates all three of the final three. Is that right? Are they still a final three now or is it a final two? No, final three. It's a final three that will be a final two by the end of the night. Who are you reading for? Rooting for? Um, I guess, like, I I feel like uh, I'd say that if I had to root, I'll say I'll root for Jag, but I think Matt is going to be the winner. Hmm. Or freaking Bowie Jane. One of the... <laughs> yeah. All right. Steven, great job. Thank you all so much for listening. Make sure you subscribe to everything we have going on, including all of our other Survivor podcasts coming your way. You could hear them all when you're subscribed. Go to robisawebsite.com slash subscribe or check out survivorpods.com for everything Survivor on RHAP. Take care, everybody. Have a good one. Bye. Bye.